Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. on this Super Tuesday edition of the Sean Hannity Show. God only knows where Jamie Dupree actually is at any given moment of any given day at any given time. How are you, sir? And, uh, well, we got a big day. How about you? I am in. Uh, I'm at your affiliate in Atlanta, my old station WSB. News in Talk WSB. You got it. Absolutely, the biggest station in town by far. You are correct, sir. So, well, uh, you know, look uh, from here, Georgia is the second biggest state today on Super Tuesday, behind only Texas. And you know, I think nothing has changed in in what we've been talking about in recent days. Donald Trump, obviously the favorite. Hillary Clinton, the favorite overall today. I will say this: my my sort of my my gut tells me is that. After Thursday's debate, Marco Rubio definitely got a bump Friday and Saturday. I think Donald Trump was off of his game on those two ga- days. He was he was uh, spending way too much time in his own rallies addressing what Rubio was bring, uh, bringing up in terms of attacks. And then when I saw Trump on Sunday, I think he started to get his footing back. And then yesterday, he seemed like he was more like he was before. Still talking about Rubio, but not talking about as much. And I just get the sense that maybe Rubio might have improved his standing over, say, Ted Cruz in in some respects, but that Trump remains the favorite overall tonight. I mean, if you're looking, if you're somebody who does not like Trump and you're looking for a way to to halt his momentum today, I would assume that Texas and maybe Arkansas and maybe Minnesota would be the places where you would look at first. But otherwise, it certainly seems, I think, right now that Trump has the advantage. And uh, look, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could win big in a number of states today. I I think we're looking at the same data, because as I look at Again, polling data, and you could also look at crowd size and other things factor into to why we come to conclusions we come to. Um, certainly, Texas, I think, is going Ted Cruz today, and, and that's the biggest prize of the day. 155 delegates at stake here. Um, I don't think he gets to the magical number of 50. If he got over 50% in Texas, again, there's five people in the race, but if he did... That would mean he would run away with all 155 delegates. No, so. no, it wouldn't. There's actually there's actually two pots of delegates in Texas. Oh, well, you're, uh, right. you're right. If you win, if you win statewide with more than a majority, you would get 47 in Texas because there are actually 94 different elections today for president amongst Republicans. Wait a sec. What'd you say? I said there's 94 different elections today for president for Republicans. How do I get that? 11 states, and there are 83 different congressional districts where they were tallied the votes. And so the, that's not people running for Congress. That's the vote coming in for the GOP race. And so in those 83 districts, there are three delegates in each one. And so in Texas, for example, there's 108 delegates available in those 36 different races in 36 different congressional districts. And then you have the 47 statewide. So even if you win 50 percent in, in some of these states, that does not mean you get all the delegates in that state. But Texas, as I understood, it had a, a law that actually said if you get over 50 50 percent you get the vast majority of the 155 uh 50 and you can't get any you can't get any if you get below 20 yeah but that's you're talking about two different things there you're talking about the statewide delegates oh, this gets this gets I, I read the rules of these things and i'm still confused it's ridiculous yeah well you that's ever read the oklahoma's thing. rules Oh, yeah. The Oklahoma rules are really fascinating because in the congressional districts, if three and I think this will happen today, maybe uh, if three people get over 15 percent and that seems pretty logical that that could happen. Trump, Cruz, Rubio, if three people get over 15 percent in an individual congressional district in Oklahoma, the way I read the rules, there's three delegates available. Each person gets one, even if Trump were to be at, say, 49 and the next person at 20 and the next person at 18, you would still give one delegate to each. Now, back to Texas. We talked about 
47 delegates at large, and this is the way things are in, in I think, it's seven states overall. If somebody gets a majority, so 50% plus one in the state of Texas, that person wins in Texas not 155, but only 47, just the at-large delegates in the state of Texas. The other 108 delegates... Then it goes to congressional districts. District, yeah, exactly. Right. So there's 36 different... So in a sense, in Texas, there are 37 different races for president today, statewide and then in the individual congressional you districts. Know, you know why, but the odds are, if you ever got 50%, you'd also win most of the congressional districts. Most you would think, but then again, you could always run up the score yeah. in one or two I mean, look at, look at South Carolina. I mean, there was Donald Trump, and then uh, Cruz did well in South Carolina, so did Rubio. And at the end of the day, Trump still got all 50 delegates, so we... Uh, but that was different, because yeah. that was not... Uh, he did not get over 50%. Right, we're getting in the that, weeds here. Let, let's, I understand, we, let, but I'm just a, trying to tell you that this is more than about whether you get 50 statewide. Understood. You don't get all the delegates in any state tonight if that happens, except there is, uh, if you can imagine, in Minnesota, their caucus today, I think this is the greatest By the way, role. they have the most screwed up... Uh, they have the most screwed up caucus of any state. If you get 85% or more of the vote in Minnesota today, 85%, then it's winner-take-all, not 50 or anything. It's 67% in Tennessee today. Yeah, well, so Marco Rubio could keep helping on that front, right? There are a number of different uh, rules, and that's what makes the delegate math so odd. And real realistically, this co complicated delegate math is about the best hope tonight for Cruz and Rubio to find ways to get a few delegates here and there in enough places that they hold down the amount of delegates that Trump gets. There's 595 delegates available today. If Trump gets a, a more than a majority, I think that'd be uh, significant simply because it is difficult to really run up the score today. So if the polls are correct, Trump is on track to win eight of the 11 contests today. I would and, think at least that, yeah. And Ted Cruz would be on track to win the biggest state today, where the biggest yep. number of delegates are. Yep. The one state that Marco has a shot in is Minnesota, where they have a caucus. Uh, how many delegates? And he actually went there today. Uh, and he to went there today. Right. One last little effort. There's only 38 delegates in Minnesota. There's 14 that are you know, allocated But you got to give Ted Cruz credit, because after today, assuming that Trump gets those eight states or maybe nine states... It, there's only really one candidate that I think would have a legitimate case to make that he gets to stay in the race because he's the only one that A, would would have won his home state and B, won another state, and that would be Ted Cruz. Why do I suspect? I mean, you see that the establishment now is up in arms every day. We're reading 15 new articles about how to stop Trump, how to stop Trump, how to stop well, the insurgency. Well, that would not be just the establishment. It would be a lot of conservatives, too. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, I I don't consider Ben's. I don't consider Ben Sass to be part of the establishment. Yeah, I don't either, and it's frustrating to me because that sounds like the, you know, let me pout and take my toys and go home syndrome well, to me. You know, I think there's, uh, there is a distinct... Uh, uh, the, the, the Republican Party is fracturing along a number of lines right now. We discussed this yesterday. I think the Tea Party is divided about Trump. I think a lot of people, the movement conservatives, are... are divided on Trump and the establishment. I think there's a number of people in the establishment that would probably go, you know what, let's just deal with it and move on. And then there's a few that are not. Uh, but obviously, uh, I always look at these situations and think a lot of the people that are yelling now, once a nominee is selected, they'll fall back to the party. But when you look at Ben Sass and others, they are saying that is not the case and they're not going to support Trump. So I don't look at that. That's not establishment people. Ben Sass is certainly not. An I establishment supported Ben Sass in his election. I put him on regularly i thought he was going to be one of the big rising stars you know <clears throat> here's the problem jamie as a conservative how many election cycles have conservatives 
been asked to support weak candidates. John McCain was a weak candidate. At the end of the day, that's just a fact. Same with uh, Bob Dole is another example. You know, I think Mitt Romney would have been a good president. I'm very convinced he was a little different. Um, but certainly liked by the establishment. Um, I just well, think and they would argue that the bold conservative in this race, as Ted you Cruz. so often describe Ted Cruz, right. uh, that that's just not going to work. And so, you know, they had their candidate and he certainly had a lot of his argument lines co-opted and taken by Donald Trump in this race so far. OK, but now what happens is, is now they they back another horse, which is Marco Rubio. Now, Marco Rubio, at some point tomorrow, when you're back on the air with us tomorrow, will either have won one state or no states. And he's down in his home state by 20 points. What's bothering me is all of these people in 15 contests that have gone out there and voted for either Ted Cruz or Donald Trump are going to be told by the establishment that they're making the wrong decision, wrong decision, wrong decision, and that all those guys, even though they've made their case as well, are going to maybe do what Ben Sass does and says, all right, well, I don't like the guy, so I'm picking up my toys and, and going home. Now, well, what, is, all you what, do is, is what are the consequences weeks. of that? The consequences of that would be that that's like a half a vote for Hillary Clinton, which is another four years of this, this crap that we've lived under with Obama. Well, they argue, and this came out of the mouth of both Rubio and Cruz yesterday, that they argue a vote for Trump is a vote for Hillary Clinton. Regardless of where we are tomorrow, I think in two weeks you're going to know, can Kasich win in Ohio? Can Rubio win in Florida? It'll be, I mean, it'll be very clear by then whether we're in a situation in which they can stay in the race and nobody bats an eye or everybody says, hey, it's time to go and it's time to rally around one person. So it, it'll work itself out. I get to what you're saying, but I do I do want to stress again, this is not just the establishment against Donald No, I Donald understand, but, but at there's least an, the cons conservatives have a much stronger case to be made. That's what I'm saying. Well, there's a lot of conservatives that don't think Donald Trump is the strongest no, I'm, answer. But I'm saying the ones that are supporting Ted Cruz, they they have a case to be made. Ted Cruz wins his own state. Ted Cruz won other states. Here. Yeah, that's and true. I'm, but what all I'm, I'm suspecting is, is the establishment is going to they're, they're going to probably say after tomorrow, well, Ted Cruz, you didn't do great in the South. You need to get out of the race. Well, Marco Rubio's from the South. He's from Florida. Well, I don't consider Florida the South, at least not south of about Gainesville or so. But uh, regardless, I think that everybody's going to get Kasich and Ruby are going to get till the 15th. Now, a lot of people can put heat on them to get out, uh, but that's another issue entirely. Uh, I think they're here to stay. Uh, it's obvious Ben Carson is not getting out either. He's going to stick around. He just put out a news release that he says he wants all five candidates to meet before the debate Thursday to talk about civility in the campaign. So he's trying to act as the peacemaker right now. So, yeah, I, I think that by tomorrow, if Trump has a bunch of big wins, there'll start to be some heat on people. Uh, there might be some heat on Cruz or on Rubio. Uh, but in the end, this is going to be wrapped up in the next two weeks, or at least we'll have a better idea of who is still able to survive. Why don't we go through on. the rest of the schedule? Because what today is March uh, 1st, then you've got March 5th, and then you've got March 15th. Why don't you tell everybody what's coming up? Uh, and, and and it's also March 8th as yeah, well. March 8th, because, too. Yeah. Because that's, that's next week. And, and uh, for example, we've got the debate in Michigan coming up this week on Thursday. Michigan votes next Tuesday on the 8th. But before we even get to that, on the 5th, you've got several uh, uh, contests. You've got uh, Kansas and Kentucky, Louisiana. Louisiana and Maine, and also, I guess those are the four. There's also a Democratic caucus in Nebraska. That's this coming Saturday. So you've got four states for the Republicans. Then you've got uh, Hawaii and Idaho and Michigan and Mississippi next Tuesday on the 11th. And then on the 15th, then you've got the, the big two winner-take-all states, 
Florida and Ohio, along with Illinois, Missouri, and North Carolina. Have we got any new polls? I have not seen new polls out of Ohio, and the last one had Trump up by five. Any other new polls come out of there? I haven't seen anything like that, but that, that to me sounds about right. I mean, to me, Kasich has a legitimate chance to win in Ohio, and of course, he's what he's trying to do, he's going to go to Michigan. He's actually going to be down in uh, Mississippi tonight, which votes next Tuesday as well. Then he's going to Michigan for a lengthy stretch, and his argument would be if he can win in Michigan or do well there, then he can take that momentum and go down to Ohio on the 15th. I mean, you know, he's got a legitimate shot at maybe having an influence. Uh, you know, we don't go have to go back that far in our political history to find times when we did vote for governors as a favorite son to take delegates to a convention to maybe be a power broker. And that, in a sense, is what Governor Kasich is trying to do. What about uh, Florida? Do we have anything new outside of the Trump up plus 20 in Florida? Um, I think it's been less than 20 from what I've seen, but I I would think that that would close uh, just simply because of a more of a bigger focus by Rubio on his home state. He's going to be down there today. And then, you know, the the proof will be in the pudding. If he can't win there, it's just like with Ted Cruz and it's Kasich, too. If you can't win in your home state, you're going to go home. Uh, We'll get that answer in two weeks. It might be a little long for some people, but it'll be here before you know it. All right, but it looks like, according to the Texas polls, that Ted Cruz will move on comfortably with his home state. Well, let's wait and see. They uh, The odds makers set the odds a lot of times, but the teams don't always win on the field. So let's see what happens tonight. Yeah, it so makes sense I mean, to me. After, after Iowa, things got a little bit better. Now, some of these caucus states are a lot more difficult, as we pointed out many times. All right, Jamie. A uh, lot to think about, a lot to chew on here as uh, we continue on the Super Tuesday edition of the Sean Hannity Show.